Grief affects us in so many different ways. It affects not only our emotions, but also our mind and even our body. And I know you have felt that in your grief journey as you're trying to figure out this life after losing your child. You have felt the effects of grief in your life. So today I wanted to bring you five things that can help you bring healing to your body and healing to your mind in this grief journey. I pray this episode blesses you. Welcome to Unlocking Joy After Grief. My name's Courtney, wife, mama of six kiddos, one in heaven waiting for us, and that's why I'm here. In 2017, we lost our four-year-old son, Sam, and it's my joy to share with you everything this journey has taught me. So if you're ready for biblical encouragement, first-hand lessons, and support from a fellow grieving mama, then let's lace up our shoes and begin walking this road together. After you lose your child, you can feel the effects that that deep of a grief has on you. The heaviness that sits on your chest. Your heart that literally aches every time you think of your child. The mental exhaustion that comes with reliving the trauma of that day when you lost your child. My husband, after we lost Sam, he actually developed a stomach ulcer from the stress and the grief that he experienced. You can experience insomnia where you can't sleep. And then you can also experience extreme exhaustion where all you do is lay in bed and you can't even get up, but you never feel rested. All of these things are happening to your physical body, and the source of it all is the grief that you're feeling. There are many types of grief in life. Uh, People can grieve over losing a spouse, a parent, a brother or sister. You can even grieve over losing a job or something that's in your life that's not a person. And while I haven't experienced all of those different types of griefs, I believe that losing a child is a grief that is different than any other type of grief that we have to go through in life. It's so deep because it's not supposed to happen. A parent is not supposed to outlive their child. This is something we shouldn't have to be going through. And so because it's a pain that is so deep, It affects us physically. It affects our physical body and our mind. And it's actually scientifically proven that grief does affect you physically. Uh, This is from WebMD. It says that grief increases inflammation in your body, which can worsen health problems you already have or cause new ones. It batters your immunity system, leaving you depleted and vulnerable to infection. The heartbreak of grief can increase blood pressure and the risk of blood clots. Intense grief can alter the heart muscles so much that it causes, in quotes, broken heart syndrome, which is a form of heart disease with the same symptoms as a heart attack. But not only does it affect your physical body, it affects your brain. This is from the American Brain Foundation. Grief and loss can cause changes in memory, behavior, sleep, and body function, affecting your immunity system as well as your heart. 
It can also lead to cognitive effects such as brain fog. And I know I've mentioned this on the podcast here before, that after losing Sam, my mind changed. I couldn't think as clear anymore. I had trouble coming up with words sometimes. I had trouble talking to people when before I never had issues with that. And this just explains why. Grief literally changes your brain. It changes your body. And so I want to pause for a minute here because I don't know if you're feeling it like I am. Almost like there's finally an explanation as to why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling. Even now, six and a half years in, my brain still doesn't work like it did before I lost Sam. I still feel the effects physically on my body. And this is why. It's scientifically proven. So I want you to just just kind of pause for a second and be like, that's why. If you've been wondering, why am I feeling this way? Why can't I think like I used to? Why can't I sleep like I used to? Why can't, like we all knew it was because of our grief, but now it's like, it's scientifically proven. This is why. So now that we know, we have the reason, and it's not all in our heads, scientifically proven, this grief affects us mentally, affects us physically, and we know it affects us emotionally. What do we do? So I want to give you five different things you can do to kind of help bring healing to your uh, mind and healing to your body, things that you can incorporate in your day-to-day life to help kind of bring restoration back to our bodies and our minds that have been through a battle, that have been beat, that have been stressed. You know, our bodies are inflamed because of the deep, deep grief that we've had to go through. So these things we can put into practice to help bring healing back to our body, back to our minds. So the first thing is something that I've talked about before here on the podcast, but it's to fully feel every emotion when it comes. Sometimes we may may want to push that emotion down and be like, no, not right now. I can't feel you right now, or I don't want to feel you right now. But what you're doing when you push it down is it doesn't go away. You're just pushing it down until like it overflows. So like, imagine like a a cup that you're pushing stuff in, you're pushing it down into this cup. The cup can only hold so much. So as you're pushing these emotions down into this cup, eventually it's going to overflow and you can't push it down anymore. And then it's going to spill out at a time that's so random that you're going to like break over something not even related to your child. But it's because you've pushed it down so much and tried to ignore it that it's just coming out because eventually it has to come out, right? You can't push it away and then it be gone forever. You can't erase it. So eventually you're going to have to feel it. So my suggestion to you is to feel it when it comes, whatever the emotion is, sadness, anger, whatever it is, Whatever that emotion looks like at that moment for you, don't stop it. Let it come however it comes, crying, screaming, shouting, being quiet, not wanting to see anybody, whatever that looks like for you, fully feel it. But then here's the key. Do not stay there. 
when that anger hits, when that sadness hits, we don't want to camp out in there. We don't want to be like, I'm feeling so sad and I'm going to feel sad the rest of my life or I'm feeling angry and I'm not going to work my way through it. You just sit there and you brood in your anger or you hang out in your sadness and you stay there. We don't want to stay there. We want to, with the Holy Spirit's help, move through those emotions, fully feel them, and then let him help you to go, keep going, to keep walking. Okay, so like last week, I had a wave of sadness hit me. I I wasn't even doing anything related to Sam. I was, I think I was like washing the dishes or something. And it hit me out of nowhere. Like I know y'all have felt that too where it just comes out of nowhere. I sat there with the dishwater running and just cried and cried and cried. And I just let it fully out, unchecked, just sat there and sobbed and weeped while the water was going. And I got all of it out and I prayed and I connected with God. And then I kept going. He helped me. Like I fully felt, I fully cried and fully let all those emotions out. And I prayed and asked him to help me. And he helped me. He helped me to the sob that the crying slowly started going down to where it wasn't as heavy anymore. And then I felt his peace come over me and I keep going. That's what you have to do every time. Even if it's anger, even if it's yelling at God because you're angry, like do it, fully feel it. And he'll still be there to help you out of it because he's faithful. He never leaves us. So I want you to fully feel those emotions. Don't push them down. Fully feel, but then work your way through them and keep going. So that was more for your mind, you know, kind of processing those emotions in your mind. The next thing uh, is going to be more for your body. And I want you to move, move your body, get up and get moving. And this, we all know exercise and moving is important just in general for everyone. and. It's equally as important in your healing journey after grief. And I want you to keep it simple. We're not like looking to train for a marathon or do this complex like workout plan where, you know, on these certain days we do this and on this certain days we do this. Your brain, as we talked about, it's in a fog. So you don't have the mental capacity to be able to do something super complex and hard. So we want to keep it simple and easy. So of course, you know what I'm going to say. You're probably already saying it because you've heard me say it a lot. Go outside and walk. There is nothing easier than lacing up your shoes and just walking out your door and walking. We're not saying, okay, we're going to walk 1.5 miles today. We're going to walk 20 minutes or whatever. No, we're just putting our shoes on. We're going outside and we're moving. We're walking. We're getting outside. We're connecting with God outside in his creation. When you get out there, close your eyes, take a deep breath, feel him, feel the closeness of the father with you as you're walking. Use this time to talk with him. Bring some Kleenex in your pocket. If you're going to cry while you're walking, that's okay too. Remember, we feel those emotions, even if it's outside walking and we don't care if our neighbors think we're crazy. We just, we do it anyway. Get out there and move, connect with God, and that's good for you on so many levels, mentally, emotionally, physically. Every part of this journey, I believe walking is very good for. You can connect with God. That can be your time with Him. If you're busy and you're 
not able to spend time with him in the morning, spend time with him then. Don't turn on your phone. You can listen to this podcast if you'd like to while you're walking. (laughs) But no, if you get out there, don't turn anything on. Just be there, connect with him, talk with him, be real with him. He he already he knows what you're feeling, right? He wants you to connect with him because he has the answer. He can take the heaviness off of you. So just start walking, connect with him. Okay, so the third thing that you can do to kind of help bring healing to your body and your mind is sleep. Sleep is very important. I actually have an entire episode just on sleep. It's episode 16, Sleeping After Child Loss, Five Tips to Help You Fall Asleep After Losing Your Child. And I'll have that linked in the description of this episode as well. So I'm not going to go too deep into that because I have that entire episode on it. But sleep is one of those things where we know it's important. We know we need to to have it to help bring healing to our body and our mind. But it can be so hard to fall asleep, especially in the early days after losing your child. So if that's you, if you're really struggling with falling asleep after this episode is over, I want you to go listen to that one. I have some tips in there that can that you can use to kind of help you fall asleep. And I do want to encourage you, if that is you right now, you are having trouble falling asleep. I did too, but I don't now. So it, it will not be forever. You keep walking out your journey with Jesus. Allow him to heal your heart. You will have sleep again. In the meantime, listen to the episode and uh, use those tips. And I pray sweet, peaceful rest over you in the name of Jesus. All right, so the fourth thing that you can do to help bring healing to your body and your mind is journaling. I think journaling is like one of those words that we hear a lot that we just kind of like, yeah, whatever, you know. (laughs) We've heard it so many times. It's literally what good can it do? But it really is proven that journaling can help clear your mind, help you process your emotions, because it's all jumbled up in your head. You know, like it's just like spaghetti. If each thought was a spaghetti noodle, and you have a big bowl of spaghetti, they're all like meshed together and you can't like pull, you you know, you can't like see one where one ends and one begins and it's just a mess. So <laughs> journaling helps us to pick out those spaghetti noodles out one at a time to process them. I just made that up. That was pretty good. <laughs> Again, the theme of today's episode is we're keeping it simple. We're not complicating this because our emotions and journey that we're having to walk on is complicated enough. So we're keeping it simple. Uh, You can do one of two things. You can just start writing or typing if you're a typer, whatever's in your head. Again, I've talked about this before, but just if you don't know where to start, just say, I don't know what to to talk about right now, and then just start talking uh, or start writing or typing. So you could just like free, free form it, like just whatever comes to your mind, just write it down. And it's so cool when I've done this, what God has spoken to me. As I'm typing, it's almost like he takes over my fingers because I'm a typer. So it's really cool. And just some clarity and revelation and things that you can get while you're journaling is really amazing. Um, If you would rather have prompts, so you don't want to just like open up a notebook and start writing, you want to have certain questions that you answer to maybe help you, help guide you. Um, I have a blog post. It's not mine. Uh, It's from someone else, but it's 50 grief journal prompts that you could pick through and use that as a prompt and a guide in your journaling. So those are two options that you can do, keeping it super simple, 
We're not, you know, you don't have to have all these fancy things unless that brings you joy. Then you do it. Go on Amazon and you buy all the things. (laughs) Get you some fancy pens and some fancy notebooks. If that will bring your heart joy, you go do that. If not, then let's just keep it simple. Pick up a scrapbook of paper or open up a Google Doc and just start writing and processing those emotions. And that will be really good for your mind. Okay, so the last thing that you can do, and this isn't something that you can like physically do, like walking or journaling, but I do believe it's very important, important enough for me to bring it into this episode. Give yourself time. This grief journey that we're on is exactly that. It's a journey. That's why I keep calling it that. It's not like we're just going to wake up one day and it be all done. It's a journey. We're going to have to walk this the rest of our lives. And so it's important that we learn to live with our grief because losing your child is not something that we get over ever. We will never have gotten over it. It becomes ingrained in us. It's part of our DNA. It's interwoven in us. It is us. So we're not ever going to get over it. But we can learn to live with it. That's what I want this podcast to be about, to help you to know, number one, there is another side to the sadness and the pain that you're feeling and that you can learn to live again. Learning to live again after you lose your child can seem impossible, and it is, without Jesus. He's the only way we can make it through, the only way we can do it. But with him, we can do it. We can take our precious children with us in our hearts every moment, every step of the rest of our lives. It's going to take time, and there's going to be layers of this that we're going to have to walk out for the rest of our lives. But as you keep walking step by step with Jesus, He will bring healing to your shattered heart piece by piece. It will never be whole again, because I always say, like, my heart will never be completely healed again, because in order for me to have my whole heart back, Sam would have to be here because he is part of my heart and he's not here. So while I'm here on this earth, my heart will never be fully healed again. But there is a level of healing that you can reach that will allow you to live again, to not walk in the constant deep pain and grief and sadness that you feel in the early days after losing your child. But it's not something that's going to happen overnight. Give yourself time. Give yourself grace. Keep walking with Jesus. Feel those emotions when they come. And I know that you will make it through because he is faithful and he never tires. So again, to recap, the five things that you can do to help bring healing to your body and your mind. Number one, fully feel those emotions, every one of them when they come up. Number two, move your body. Keep it simple. Number three, get some sleep. Number four, journal through those emotions, everything in your mind. And number five, give yourself time. I pray that as we all are walking this journey together, that our bodies and our minds will start to be healed from the trauma of losing our child, from that deep grief and pain and sadness that we've had to walk through, that our bodies have had to go through, our minds have had to go through. I pray complete restoration over our minds and over our bodies in the name of Jesus. Amen. I'll see you next week. Love you, friend. 
Hi, Mama. I hope this episode blessed you. If so, would you mind sharing it with a fellow grieving mama who may need some encouragement on her grief journey? Also, please take 30 seconds and leave a rating and a written review wherever you listen to this episode. Reading your reviews brings so much joy to my heart, and I love connecting with you in that way. All right, I'll see you here next Thursday for another episode. Love you, friend.